The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. this here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM, with yours truly, Neville James. It's a beautiful day in paradise. A little cloudy. I'd say partly cloudy, but it's nice. And uh, whatever, nice too. Driven in this morning. I see him, little thing on my dash, and temperature reading was upper 70s. Okay, so I guess it'll work its way up to the 80s. Maybe low 90s, but typical paradise weather here in uh, these parts. So we're good. First of all, let me say that no table talk today. Table talk is going to be a Tuesday table talk, excuse me. And that'll be uh, tomorrow. We got now. We got on. Shauna Richards joining us to talk about the bookcase at the bottom of the hour. And then we got two former Major League Baseball players, Jerry Brown and Midre Cummings, joining us uh, in hour number two. But before that, uh, we typically start the week with a conversation with the weather service. Uh, and we got the weather service on the line, actually. Good morning. Who am I speaking with? Good morning. How are you? I hope we haven't lost them. Good morning, Weather Service San Juan. How are you? Yeah, it looks like we got to work that out again. Now, I was reading something, uh, reading a story actually on the uh, <clears throat> internet. There's actually a, a disturbance um, that they're looking at in the Gulf, tropical development and flooding possible in the Caribbean. And uh, so I want to speak with the, the weather service about that. Of course, you know, technically, hurricane season still has another 17 days uh, through November the 30th and all that stuff. But I was on Twitter and I saw this message uh, from the Weather Channel and you could see this large area Around there by the Yucatan. I mean, that's a big mass, actually. Um, it's out there, and it could affect um, Haiti, Jamaica, and the lower, the lower parts of Cuba. Now, of course, you know any system that's right there. Uh, is there, uh, good morning. Good morning to the weather service. How are you? Something's up with our line. Yeah. Yeah, we got to work on that. Yeah, because I know that you, I can see the engineer communicating with them. And for some reason, 
I can't hear them or they can't hear me. So hopefully we'll figure out that. There we go. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can. How are you? Okay, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How's the weather in San Juan? Uh, it's pretty nice right now. Uh, partly cloudy, uh, but trending towards mostly sunny. Just uh, pretty, pretty okay here, honestly. Okay. Nothing to, uh, okay. Um, I was looking at, at, at uh, the internet, and I see there's a disturbance in the Western Caribbean that they're looking at. Yeah, yeah. The National Hurricane Center is currently monitoring uh, a broad area of low pressure that could form, in, but this is in the southwestern Caribbean Sea, over there in the, near the coast of uh, uh, Southern America. Uh, this system uh, has a 60% chance of formation in the next seven days. Uh, it is forecast to move northeastward, and a tropical depression could form uh, for this system. Uh, for our area, it would uh, we don't expect a, anything related to a direct impact or nothing like that. But, you know, the moisture would increase, and we would get... Uh, as this system influences our wind, it would get more southerly winds, and this could all re result in a more wet uh, Friday and we and Sunday and Saturday. But we don't expect any uh, direct impacts from from this system. Now, the area that they that they've covered, uh, it looks uh, pretty broad, though. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, the the moisture field also be even broader to say yeah. uh, like, and that would cover our area I like that terminology the moisture field I gotta start using that um, so this morning when I was driving into the station uh, the weather's kind of nice there isn't a high humidity for slated for today uh, no we don't expect any uh, much shower activity only you know isolated maybe scattered showers but honestly it would be a very uh, very nice day, uh, to say the least. And what are we looking at for Tuesday and Wednesday as we look uh, towards the middle of the week and then keeping an eye on this depression out there? Yeah, the, the depression would yeah would start affecting us maybe by Friday, but uh, until that that time, uh, we'll have like a lot of dry drier air entering the area. Maybe some patches with, you know, a bit more moist air with their you know, respective showers. But honestly, you know, uh, a dry weather pattern practically until at least through uh, Thursday, early Thursday. Uh, that would, you know, include uh, only passing showers. Uh, that's the most that is possible for, for your area. So we're looking at a good week here in, in the Virgin Islands and uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, exactly. Would the weather pattern would be more typical, and um, at least for for us, that includes like showers developing over the west, but but like uh, your area, only passing showers during the morning hours. And uh, if if we're good here in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands, that means on uh, Culebra and Vieques, they're good, they're good as well, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Beachgoers, uh, um, a good time to go to the beach, right? Okay. Uh, See, based on based on what you're saying, we have like only up to moderate uh, 
risk of rip currents. So that's something to to keep in mind. Uh, let me check something real quick here. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. For for Saint Croix, the moderate risk today is for the easternmost and southern beaches of or coast of of your island. What about Saint Thomas uh, or Saint John? The other areas would have a low risk of rip currents. Okay, good. Uh, same thing for uh, our boaters. A good day to go out for our mariners. Yeah, we just, uh, you know, uh, exercise. Uh, we recommend that, you know, small boat operators exercise caution in the open Caribbean, which would include, uh, you know, the, the near shore waters of St. Croix and the open Atlantic. Just, you know, seas up to six feet. Thank you very much. And, oh. uh, it- San Juan, so uh, it looks like um, uh, we got a good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for sure. Keeping an eye on Thursday and Friday, that uh, moisture feel. We got terminology. Duck school, we got terminology to talk about tomorrow, the moisture feel. Uh, and, and they say if you move into the northeast, we're definitely going to keep an eye on it because at that point we got to check the angle, right? Because remember when you're talking northeast, it could be it could be northeast. It could be uh, north northeast. It could be east northeast. Right. So we gotta keep an eye on that angle, because if it is to the southwest of us right now, which it is, we gotta keep an eye on make sure that uh, we're not impacted. You know, I want to send a shout out to all the veterans. Uh, Saturday was Veterans Day, and uh, you know we recognize that. Um, on Friday. That's why we didn't have to show. I apologize. I totally forgot that um, we were honoring uh, Veterans Day on Friday because it fell on a Saturday. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we haven't had a power hour uh, for the the month of November yet. So I'll be working with uh, Mr. Fleming to knock that out Tuesday, right? Tomorrow we're going to have the table talk um, with... Um, Doug Skull and, uh, and Ronnie Russell. Um, Rocky Leibold is is an extended, right? He's on an extended assignment, right? Mane Rocky and, uh, and Djokovic won yesterday. Right now they're playing the ATP Finals. That's the tournament where the top eight players for the year uh, converge. And it used to be in London, but now it's in Italy. And it's an indoor uh, event. Uh, Djokovic won his first match yesterday against Holger Rune. <clears throat> Last week when uh, Djokovic won in in, uh, in Paris, uh, I was in, a, in in La La Land and I got a call from Rocky early in the morning. He was teasing me. He said, the goat, did you see the goat? So I just started laughing and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, and of course, that, that particular fan who who uh, who had me to know uh, on uh, the day after the U.S. Open, uh, when she texted me that she didn't want to hear no excuses from any of us when when Djokovic won the U.S. Open. So good morning to you too, uh, as well. So uh, they play they play uh, four 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 players in two groups. Um, the Djokovic group played yesterday. The, Alca- the Alcatraz uh, group they play today. Then the top two players from each group 
makes the semifinals. And that'll take place on either Friday or Saturday, and then the finals will be uh, on Sunday. So we'll keep an eye on that. Okay, so we'll do the table talk tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, I believe we're going to have um, the ladies from the Alpha Kappa Alpha Society uh, sorority uh, joining us because they got a debutant ball coming up. So they're going to join us for a segment on Wednesday. You also have Dr. Kaiser Carwood from the Board of Education. He's going to be called in American Education Week, uh, which starts either started either yesterday or starts today, All right? And then we're going to be talking wellness on Thursday. Uh, we also got an addition of Norris to Flourish on Thursday with uh, Chef Julius Jackson and Holly Louise, uh, Holly Goroff. What we call her Holly Louise. We're going to be calling it on Thursday. And then Friday, uh, in the early hour, the Eastern Caribbean Center Community Survey. Uh, they're going to be joining us in hour number one. And then the president of Hampton University is going to be joining us uh, in hour number two. We've got a hookup there from former Senator Alicia Barnes. Apparently, Hampton University is going to be uh, playing in Paradise Jams. Uh, so, um, you know, Hampton University, very uh, instrumental and influential as it relates to uh, Virgin Islands leadership and uh, a lot of great uh, Virgin Islanders uh, attended Hampton Institute and uh, it's going to be a they're going to be a good conversation okay I believe uh, I believe uh, Von Hodge went to Hampton one of my mentors uh, along with others I think I think uh, Governor Turnbull may have gone to Hampton as well. And Gloria Waterman. Uh, uh, Gloria Huggins, Kenneta Waterman. Uh, I believe uh, that's three uh, Hampton alumni uh, who uh, were instrumental in our uh, <coughs> evolution uh, from a public administration standpoint. Uh, here in the Virgin Islands, so looking forward to speaking with uh, Mr. President, uh, U.S. Army General Daryl K. Williams uh, on Friday. So we're going to figure out when we're going to have a power hour, because you know next week is a short week. Uh, Thanksgiving falls on uh, an early day during that week, right? Thanksgiving uh, falls between the 22nd and the 28th of every year, right? And uh, next year, I mean next week, it falls on the 23rd, right? That today's the 13th, three days, 16th, yeah, the 23rd, right? And then next year's that leap year. So you're going to fall on the 28th, the last possible day, because you're going to skip the 22nd, because, you know, with leap year, we got two years. A two-day, I mean, uh, impact with respect to change. But I uh, definitely want to give a shout-out to the vets and uh, let them know that uh, without them, uh, we wouldn't be free uh, to live uh, how we live. Today is not perfect. Uh, 
but um, we've had a lot of uh, Virgin Islands veterans, a lot of leaders uh, who benefited from the GI Bill. And um, that allowed for them uh, to get uh, a college education, uh, come back home, uh, provide leadership, uh, necessary leadership uh, here in the Virgin Islands and uh, on the mainland. GI Bill might arguably be the greatest piece of legislation in the history of Congress. It just might be, you know, uh, because it, it served as a vehicle for those who didn't have the means to get a college education, to be the beneficiaries of higher learning. So we definitely want to uh, <clears throat> recognize our vets. And, you know, earlier this year I had that conversation. I came in uh, and I told you about a conversation I had with my godfather, Ba'i, from up there in, uh, in Queens. And we were talking about Winston Ramo and um, Gladstone Carwood and all the veterans who lost their lives. And then uh, <clears throat> Brian O'Reilly reached out to me and texted me to let me know of the documentary uh, that we had that that was done uh, and the story on the source, um, you know, per capita. And everybody knows that uh, the Virgin Islands has lost uh, as much or more than any other jurisdiction. Uh, in conflicts, uh, beginning uh, with World War II, Korean War, what have you. Uh, we were purchased in 17, uh, which is the, the latter part of World War One, finalized in 27. And then, of course, you know, World War Two was from 39 to 45. Got the Korean conflict in the 50s. Uh, the, uh, the Vietnamese uh, War. Uh, 60s and 70s, uh, we had uh, Desert Storm, uh, the, the U.S.-Iraqi conflict, uh, subsequent to that. So the list goes on and on. Okay, so we're going to take a break. Uh, don't forget uh, to stay on top of the local news scene by tuning in to WTJX Newsfeed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 90.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Be back right after this. people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. 
Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back uh, here on uh, Analyze This. And uh, I was just reading up here a couple of things associated with uh, Veterans Day. Uh, major hostilities of World War I were formally ended at the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918 when the armistice with Germany went into effect. At the urging of major U.S. veterans organizations, Armistice Day was renamed Veterans Day in 1954. So next year, we'll have a 70th anniversary for the official renaming uh, of Veterans Day. You say Veterans Day is distinct from Memorial Day, a U.S. public holiday in May. Veterans Day commemorates the service of all U.S. veterans while Memorial Day honors those who have died while in military service. Another military holiday that also occurs in May, Armed Forces Day, honors those currently serving in the U.S. uh, military. Okay, so that's the distinction there uh, that we deal with with respect to uh, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and Armed Forces Day. And uh, uh, we'll talk a little football a little bit later on. Because um, yesterday was wild. A lot of games went down to the last second. A lot of field goals determining the winner. Last second field goals. So we'll talk about that uh, yesterday. But right now we got uh, Mishana Richards uh, from the bookcase uh, here in the studio, uh, in the house. Uh, morning, Madam Bookcase. How you doing? Good morning, Neville, and good morning to the listening audience. Second time around with me. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. How you been? Pretty good in yourself. I'm good. Great. Good. Thanks for asking. Appreciate that. How's the bookcase? You know, we are the little engine that could. <laughs> uh, you leave it at that? Well, you know, when we when we started this show, um, I don't think we fully understood the depth of Virgin Islands talent, of the authors in our community. And now here we are on season three. So we're talking about who is Shana Richards? Before we get to uh, the bookcase, let the audience know uh, about yourself and all that stuff. Out to the West. 
I'll to the West. <laughs> as as I say on the bookcase, I am a longtime reader, a sometime writer. Um, I'm a graduate of the public school system, CHS, class of 85. Mm-hmm. Um, an HBCU grad. and um, Which one? Hampton, the oh. real HU, of course. <laughs> <laughs> President Comanana on Friday. Yeah. yeah, excited yeah. about that. Yeah, I got the, I got a request and we honored that request. Makes sense, mm-hmm. given given the Hampton influence here in the territory over the a years. A strong one, very. A strong one. Yeah. So after Hampton, come back home. After Hampton, I went to grad school at Emerson College and came back home. Emerson. Emerson College in Boston. In Boston. Mm-hmm. They do pull in. Yeah, big polling. Big polling, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, a communication school, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Every book. facet of communication. Uh, yeah, Emerson Harris, Emerson Harris X poll comes out uh, ever so often. And polling going, going through a little beating phase now uh, where uh, the, the results are landline-based during a time when everybody does cell phone. Exactly. So what happens is, um, people are questioning uh, whether or not the poll truly reflects the sentiment uh, uh, of 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 those um, uh, who live in, in the country. But you know, there's a there's a reason for everything. Of you course, know? but when you see these, you know, polls um, really taken apart by the by the national media. Mm-hmm. You'd like some kind of, you know, caveats. Ca- yeah, yeah. You got, you got, some you qualifier got. to say, hey. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why the results. Protect this with a, with a big grain of salt. Yeah. And then, so you have uh, polls which typically come out on weekends um, with the Sunday morning uh, news, with the, with the talk shows, with the networks and all that stuff. And then you had results on Tuesday, Tuesday night, because last week Tuesday was uh, National Election Day in a half year. And it didn't it, it didn't reflect what the polls said. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So people started to question, you know, the validity of the poll. But if 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 the if we're told the polling is done landline, then that explains why mm-hmm. it might reflect the numbers. The numbers mm-hmm. that are reflected uh, out of the polling. So context, right? As, as, as exactly, especially when you consider <clears throat> who has landlines. You know, a lot of older people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who may be more conservative, correct? Um, in their thinking and not as liberal. Mm-hmm. Young people um, who are now more uh, politically involved and active, they ain't with the landline business. You Absolutely know? not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got to weigh it. Uh, respect to that. That's all that is good. So uh, you said the third season. Tell us about the first and second seasons of the bookcase. The first and second seasons, <clears throat> we interviewed um, a lot of the, the authors that came to us were people that we'd really heard of through word of mouth. Um, you know, maybe we saw their books someplace, heard about them in the community. Um, we had people who may not have written a book per se, um, people like Dr. Olasi Davis, who has, uh, you know, decades of writing mm-hmm. um, in local publications. So a lot of people that really came to us were just like, oh, you want to be on, we got a show, we got a show, we got a show. And now we're really seeing people who are approaching us. Um, we put out a call for authors. And like I said, we are just, I feel like we just really beginning mm-hmm. to tap the well. Okay. 
But season one and season two um, really created a, a very dedicated audience for the bookcase. Um, people who are looking for local content. Mm -hmm. And I really have to commend WTJX CEO Tanya Singh and the team here at um, WTJX for their commitment to local content. Oh, um, thank you very much, by the way. We appreciate that uh, compliment. Uh, it's always good to get your flowers while you're here, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. So we're, we're, we're big with that. Uh, how did Bookies come about to begin with, though? Really, I think it came about through um, some random emails between um, um, WTJX board member Yvette Delabanc mm -hmm. and um, Tanya. And at the time, I was serving on the board of WTJX. And again, talking about local content. And Yvette said, you know, well, why not a show featuring local authors? And we're all like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And then they asked me to host. And I was like, that sounds up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you expecting going in? And has your expectations been met? My expectations have been exceeded. Exceeded. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Going in, I wasn't quite sure about the range of authors that we would have. Um, season one, I interviewed Mario Moorhead. Mm -hmm. You know, um, prolific writer. Um, he and me. He and me. <laughs> <laughs> she and me. My man versus my mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. How that was? Um, when, hum when, humbling, humbling. <laughs> when, when, when you were on the first time, we actually went through everybody right. who you had interviewed. I think that was season one, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, uh, and he is not only a, a big brain uh, person, but he's very deliberate when he speaks. And right? that's why I said that interview yeah. was very yeah. humbling. Yeah. When you when you think you're ready, yeah. um, when you sit down with Mario, yeah. you're not quite as ready as you <laughs> think you are. No, he got monstrous brain, mm -hmm. and he's a he's a historian. Yes, you know, doubt about that. Uh, you also um, you had a you had a guest who. Check, uh, chess or checkers or something. Uh, um, mm -hmm. yeah. A book about a book about chess. A book about chess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he actually goes, I guess, on my show. Yeah. After that. Yeah. yeah. So that served as a as a as a precursor, a catalyst uh, to to get him on. Uh, you had a broad, a vast uh, array of of uh, guests and uh, and we bookies. and we continue. For example, we had um, Howard Jones, um, season one, wrote a fiction a uh, fantasy book mm -hmm. and is actually a repeater in season three so we continue to be that vehicle to to showcase local local authors mm -hmm. and hopefully the person watching the bookcase will say that sounds like something i want to read and go out and pick it up for themselves or hopefully um they're inspired to maybe tell their own story is it all about what they write, or, or do you also include about how they write? Because we talk they, a lot about we talk a lot about process. Yeah. Um, what viewers will see when they tune into the bookcase. Mm -hmm. um, season three begins tonight 
at 8 o'clock on Channel 12. Mm -hmm. And hopefully what viewers will see is a conversation, a really organic conversation about the writer, about what inspires them to write, about their process, Mm -hmm. and why they thought it was important, you know, to tell their story. What inspires them? Okay, so the book is there tonight. It's a half hour gig. It's a half hour. Right? 8 to 8.30. And then between the covers uh, comes on uh, from 8.30 to 9. Okay, that's good. That's good. And the reason why I asked that, the how part is, you know, when I was, was, was dabbling, because, you know, I used to hang out by your neighbor, Swain, uh-huh. uh, back in the day, right? So, uh, dabbled with uh, hip-hop music, uh, late 80s, early 90s, and I was writing uh, hip-hop music and of course, that's poetry. It you know is. what I'm saying? It is. You know what I'm saying? And then when you when you're articulating it, uh, ain't just uh, one rhyme and then finding something to rhyme. You gotta find something to connect, mm-hmm. right? That that rhyme that you ended with the next bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the how part is very very important, particularly with poetry though. That's the, that's just different yes. from from yes. uh, from uh, from storytelling and all that stuff. And we also have writers of short fiction mm-hmm. um, who in just a short number of of words have to really be impactful and intentional in how they get their message across. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you 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 get through the first season. Was there a high anticipation level for season two after experiencing season one? Definitely, we knew um, the content that we were capable of creating and set out for creating another season that allowed us to really highlight and showcase the diverse voices out there in local literature. How many episodes before you, before you, the season done, you take a breather and then you come back for the next season? 20 episodes. Okay. 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, this se- in, in preparing for the season, like I said, we put out a call for authors. And once we really had our authors lined up, we had a very um, aggressive <laughs> shooting schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give props to, um, to the crew and to um, the producer, Shaniqua Robinson. Everyone, you know, just rolled in every day um, and, and we got it done. So I look into this this list here, right? And um, got a good picture. You had a different hairstyle back in the day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like the glasses, though. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're talking about. So you had um, Mr. Schrader. We had Mr. Schrader, mm-hmm. season one. Season one, yeah. Season one, we had Dr. Gilbert Sproul. Mm-hmm. Stanford Joins. Stanford Joins. Yeah, Stan. Stan Joins. Stan, and anyone yeah, yeah. who yeah. hasn't read um, Stan's book, mm-hmm. you're really missing out. No, he came out here. He came out here uh, earlier this year. And, I mean, uh, you could tell my phone them just went wild because mm-hmm. he's, uh, what's the word? A reservoir of information. Yes. Yeah. And when, about history. And when yeah. I read that book, it was eye-opening mm-hmm. to me. And um, till I've even gifted it to people mm-hmm. because I thought it was just such an overlooked part of our um, part of our history. You had former Senator Gilbert Sproul. I had former Senator Gilbert Sproul. Mm-hmm. And very this, opinionated young man. Young very, man. <laughs> very opinionated. <laughs> and and again, when when I sit there and I'm interviewing, you know, I'm interviewing people like Mary. I'm interviewing people like Dr. Sproul, and 
I'm sitting there like a sponge and I'm soaking it all in until I have to remind myself, hold on, Sean, are you supposed to be asking questions? That's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's hard, you know. People think, people think uh, uh, that we're machines right. or we're in the moderator role mm-hmm. or whatever, but sometimes you get caught up in it and you become a fan. Absolutely. And we're human. Yeah. And so so don't, don't apologize for that. You know what I'm saying? Even though, uh, you know, we're supposed to maintain our, you know, our wits and realize that we're playing a role here, uh, but we are human. McClass Smith, my valedictorian, and Dante Gallibier, uh, mm-hmm. he was season one or season two? He was season one. Season one, yeah. Uh, we had a class at 20 at St. Dunstan's, and he was all valedictorian class mm-hmm. at 82. So uh, this this is an awesome list you got here. Um, one of them sending me, uh, Zaid Salim Binan. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? He wrote a book about um, about trees. About trees. But really, it was about his grandmother okay. and what his grandmother taught him mm-hmm. about local trees. And um, Oyoko Lovin. And Oyoko Lovin. Yeah, Winifred Oyoko Lovin. Mm-hmm. We call her Oyoko. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and she's been on. She's actually with the Children's Museum. Yes. Yeah, they want to do something here uh, on St. Croix. And then I met uh, Elaine Jacobs. Oh, I loved interviewing her. Yeah, and uh, she is a student of Clement White. Right, she's out of St. Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Celestino White, brother, Clement White, is a professor at Brown University, he's a lecturer, mm-hmm. right? So she's a student of his, and that led to her being a guest on my show, her being an, an, an bookies. Yeah, and what yeah. we have um, coming up in this season, we kick off the season tonight at mm-hmm. 8 p.m. with Bradley Christian. Oh, you know, wow! Starting on uh, on a high note, and it only gets better yeah, from there. Yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. You, Bradley's Bradley Christian is an icon here. In he it, is, it, he it, is an icon, yeah, you man. know. And to sit down with him, you no know more culture. Uh, and to talk about culture and yeah. to talk about quadrille yeah, and man. and the life lessons, mm-hmm. you know, that he was dropping. Yeah, and Angela, Angela Golden Brian. A lot of your guests appeared on uh, analysis as well so I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're feeding off each other for the yes. lack uh, of a better term we got uh, Michelle Richards out to the west I like to say that with Allah who come on this <laughs> you and uh, E.J. Williams and Allah who don't come on this show right um, uh, joining us this morning she's the host of the bookcase it uh, season three um, you know starts tonight here on the dozen WTJX at 8pm it's a half hour gig uh, please tune in okay we'll take a break and be back right after this TJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culturman Silcat. Early bird tickets are on sale now through Tuesday, November 14th. Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Sight Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Miski Shopping Center. 
Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255 and 340-690-7293. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are The I Lottery, Antilly School, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, and the VI Housing Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency will host two workshops for the maintenance and safety of residential cisterns, the sole water source for most homes in the USVI. The St. Thomas workshop will be November 14th at the Emerald Beach Resort. The St. Croix workshop will be November 15th at the UVI Albert A. Sheen Campus in Kings Hill. Both workshops will begin at 6 p.m. and end by 7.30 p.m. For information, please visit www.bit.ly slash USVI cisterns. Um, we're back here and uh, analyze this and we've got uh, Mishana Richards, host of The Bookcase, uh, here in the studio, season three, uh, premieres tonight. Excited? Very excited. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I like that. You can go to the WTJX website, right? And, uh, or you can just Google WTJX The Bookcase and it will uh, send you to uh, our page and you can actually see all of the the guests from both season one and season two. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at that uh, right now. So you know what? Just so that I don't leave anybody out, let me because I, I I selected some names. Let me just call out everybody for season one: Clarice Clark, uh, Richard Trotter Senior, Stan Jones, Stanford Jones, what we call him Stan, Rick Grant, Mario Moorhead, um, Marcy Highstand. That's how you pronounce it. Yes, Marcy Highstand. Cadwell Turnbull, uh, Lori Hirons, uh, Kevin Dowdy. Daisy LaFond, uh, we mentioned Gilbert Sprouse, Zaid Salim, Samaj Johnson, uh, Winifred Oyoko Lovin, Ms. Elaine Jacobs, Carol Henneman, Dante Galabir, Angela Golden, Brian, and Jerron A.W. Richards. Right. Right? That's... And we actually have a repeater from um, season one. We have Rick Grant, mm -hmm. who will also appear in season three. Come on in season three. Okay. Now in season two. Right? Um... You started with Alassi. Alassi was number one. It was, it was the first guest. Mm -hmm. Alassi Davis, uh, Amy Rose Herrick, Alexis Lewis Brown, my co-worker from back in the day, Danica David, Apple Kidley. Um, we we had a conversation. Uh, we had a, a guest, and I I don't know if if she was part of the the, the book, the book club. Um, I know Lenny James uh, was a part of that, and, and they were speaking about how they were impacted um, because of the pandemic, 
And also have Apple Gidley, though. She, she's from England, isn't she? Uh, yeah. yeah. And she lived around the world, I think, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was a... Uh, and just left um, the VI a few months ago. Oh, so she, she's re relocated? She relocated. Okay, yeah. Biko Macmillan, uh, the chef, Julius Jackson, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. He's a regular... He's a He comes on, uh, on our um, show once a month. coming on, actually, on Thursday, Norris to Flores. Uh, Sinclair Wilkinson, Johannes Henley, uh, Celeste Rita Baker, uh... Laureen, that's how you pronounce it, Laureen Woods. Laureen Woods. Laureen Woods. Charlene Abramson, Joseph, out of the West, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the Vienna Cake Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> the Mystery, right? Uh, former Santa Alicia V. Barnes, uh, Enrique Conero, Charles Brown Jr., uh, Grace Carwood, Howard Jones, uh, Ingrid Bow, Dr. Hadia Sewer, uh, Tiffany Yannick, and Marvel Siege. What? That, that one look a little longer than the first, the first season. Maybe by two or so. Two or so, right? Yeah, but this this is a who's who, man. It is a who's who. Yeah. And so when you've, you know, set that bar with seasons one and seasons two, mm -hmm. when in, in looking for season three, we've also set that bar um, as well. We have an interesting, well, not, not interesting. We have a great lineup. Uh, we have, like I said, Bradley Christian, who's on tonight at 8 o'clock. We have um, former Senator Jeanette Millen Young. Okay. What are you talking about? So everybody has a story to tell, you know? We have um, Karen Turland, doc Dr. Let me put some respect on it. Mm. Dr. Um, Karen Turland, whose episode will play on, on Christmas Day. And her book is titled Masquerader's musicians and the old time St. Croix Christmas Festival. Mm, oh, that's what I thought I about. So be good. Yeah. we have Abdul Ali, mm -hmm. you know, who for decades has sat in the interviewer's chair yes. on his radio show and this time got to be the the interviewee. <laughs> um with his book, which is really um an exploration of his life as a young man, what took him to um the circumstances that took him to Britain. Mm -hmm. Um and the life changes that original, brought him back to I the think, Caribbean. I think originally was a Levis or Levis, yeah. That's going to be a good one for sure. You mentioned um, former Senator Janet, uh, Melanie Young. She was the editor for the Daily News at one point back in the day. Mm hmm. And she also had And a, also had a magazine. She had a magazine, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I did some writing for that magazine okay. back in the day. Yeah, man, yeah. So that's going to be good. Ain't no doubt about that. Uh, by the way, for those who don't know, um, the cover, the, the November issue of Take 12 has uh, three distinguished ladies, right, of distinction to include Shanna Richards. And you know again, and again, yeah. that cover, <laughs> that cover again showcases WTJX's commitment yeah, to so, local programming. Yeah, man. So Leslie, Leslie Comision with Council of the Territory. Leslie Comision. Uh, Marcelina Ventura Douglas, the news feed uh, that happens at 5 p.m. And of course, yourself. You and and the news feed that, that has capably and excellently fill that void in afternoons afternoon news programming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I would tease in, I would tease in, uh, Marceline Ventura Douglas, MVD, right? I would tease in her last week, right? I said, wait, 
I know you, me and you, the same. We like a t-shirt and jeans. What are you looking so lovely? I mean, I say dress up and take any clothes up in the in the closet for for uh, occasions. Like, no, I was just teasing her. That's how she liked that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's yeah. Well, you know, Channel Twelve. Channel Twelve really got no equal about me. That's the truth. <laughs> you know, I, I, we just the uniqueness of Channel Twelve. You know, mm-hmm. public broadcasting, NPR. Uh, you know, we're not commercial so right. we're, we're not competing with everybody else you know we got our own alley you know what i'm saying and and there's a uh an expectation from the audience that um what uh the content um is of uh a high articulation right and and, and it's you know. also i would say the bookcase is family programming mm-hmm you can watch it, you, you know, watch it with your children, watch it with your grandchildren. Um, if you don't have cable TV, download the app, download yes. the PBS app. Yeah, man. Um, and there are just so many ways that this, you know, content is available to you. And we certainly have some authors. We had some authors that were really thought provoking. Uh, Ruben Dowling and his book, The... Um, the United States of Hamilton, where he explores um, his theory about the assassination of Alexander Hamilton. Okay. Um, that's going to be in season three. This is in season three. Wow, that's good. And we also had, um, you know, other authors um, that when you sit and you listen to them, they're really pushing uh, your worldview, your perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of art and the whole point of um, of. Uh, creativity that it encourages you to uh, question and challenge your own perspective you may not agree you oh, may not agree but it makes you think about it yeah we had a I was at an event uh, uh, a birthday get together on Saturday we were talking about the conflict um, with uh, <clears throat> Hamas and Israel and 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 one of the uh, <laughs> members of the discussion kept uh, correcting us. He said, uh, Hamas ain't a terrorist group. They're resistance. You know what I'm saying? They're resistance. You know what I'm saying? So, so we're, and, 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 and a, a number of us were saying, well, you know, y- y- you could look at it that way. Other people look at it different because there's loss of life going on here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I, I brought that up, not for us to break that down, but to speak about perspective. Right where people see things how they see things and it's important that we respect how people see things right you know and uh, uh that's interesting to know you you got a chef on um <clears throat> excuse me uh when we first started um analyze this he called in uh this was in the the heart of the pandemic zombieville may 2020 and at that point, you know, people ain't making contact with another. So food delivery mm-hmm. was what he was dealing with then at that time. He called in and we established a great relationship. And then Muchi um, Shang, uh, she said, look, we need to know how we could get one of his cookbook them. Right. So his appearance on the book is, was about his cookbook, right? Mm-hmm. It was. How that one went? You know, who would think that you could have an entire conversation <laughs> about a cookbook? <laughs> about a cookbook. <laughs> but what is cooking if not telling a story? Mm-hmm. And especially when you're cooking.
things, but there was so much um, in that interview, um, appreciation for our culture, appreciation for our people, and that is really um, the story behind his cookbook. And then the next thing I you know, um, in 2021, uh, he was on my show again, I'm talking about an article in the New York Times. Where is it in the Virgin Islands? Fungi tells a story. It does. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you, you, were, you were talking about that, and uh, they had a photo of him uh, and all that stuff. So uh, in this day and age, um, internet uh, age, everything is connected. It is. You know. It uh, is. And when, and when you listen to the authors and the things that inspire them, the things that led them to say, I'm going to write a book, whether it's a children's book or mm-hmm. a memoir um, or historical fiction, the things that have inspired them. We have um, one of our featured authors this season, Jael Paul, wrote a book about, <clears throat> about bullying and, wow. yeah, and what she was seeing, um, you know, her son and other children experiencing and how they could help people, how they could be supportive to, to their peers, to young people their age. So the things that inspire people to tell a story, you, you just never know where the desire to sit down and write a book or write that poem mm-hmm. um, or write that essay, where it comes from. And, and that's what the book case really tries to do, is really drill down into what motivates you and, and why was this story so important uh, for you to tell. I was um, really honored when I sat down with um, Perlene James mm-hmm. um, and um, on, on her book, A Frank Conversation with Today's Youth, when she talked about the things that are impacting um, our youth, uh, social media, bullying, you know, all of the things that are that are influencing our youth and how they see themselves and how that behavior goes out into the world. So we've had we've had a range of, of, of voices and I really hope that people tune in. Who's the next Shana Richards as related to the bookcase? I mean there's only one Shana Richards, we know that, but um, one of the things that I think we, we tend to take for granted uh, is that we believe um, w- what we do those of us who do what we do are inexpendable. And you and I know, like I told we come up, see window, we're up there. You know, so we, right. We're running from that. That uh, succession planning is one of the, the, the big drawbacks here in the Virgin Islands, where we're of the belief that, uh, um, you know, nobody can't replace me, I need to stay here forever. And, 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 and we <laughs> Absolutely sh- uh, not. And we, you and I are two who don't buy into that at all. Right? right? So... Um, do you see, you know, have you seen in any of your interviews a, 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 a next Shana, Shana Richards, a, a, a bookcase uh, moderator? Have you seen that person yet? I, I think so. I think that the bookcase creates um, a space for so many people to sit in that chair mm-hmm. and and interview. Digest been over over thirty years, mm-hmm. and now here he is being interviewed. Right. Yeah. This season, um, 
we interviewed, uh, we had a repeater. We had um, Rick Grant mm-hmm. uh, with his um, his children's book. We had Valrika Bryson, yeah, Rika man. and the Tamarind wow. Tree. Wow, yeah. um, and that was a great interview. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, We could have a show just on that word alone, know, because they got multiple pronunciations for that. Tamarind. 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 <laughs> and it's Tamarind. Tamarind. Yeah. Right? So I like, to, I like to have fun with that word. I mean, yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I think that, that with the bookcase, um, Hopefully, it'll evolve to a, a rotating cast mm-hmm. of hosts um, because everyone brings their own flavor and their um, and their own style and their own perspective mm-hmm. into that host chair. Um, have we had uh, <clears throat> any guests yet who speaks about uh, the colloquialism in the Virgin Islands, how we speak? Uh, no, but yeah. we've had authors who have... Um, written mm. in dialect. Okay, okay. Maybe. And who felt it was? We had um, Ashley Ruth Molinar Bernier who wrote a mystery. Okay. And um, her work, uh, her short stories mm-hmm. are published in a, a range of um, magazines and different literary works. Mm-hmm. And as she writes in in dialect, and um, Ashley doesn't live here in the territory um, from St. Thomas, um, currently not living in the territory, but her stories, when you, when you read them, you're like so grounded mm-hmm. in St. Thomas, in that place, in that environment with those people. And she's just amazing. The, the book is season three um, premieres tonight um, with host um, Shana Richards. Um, Tune in 8 p.m., right? 8 to 8.30? 8 p.m. 8 to 8.30. Thanks for coming, for joining. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, the book case is a staple uh, here on Channel 12. And uh, do tune in uh, tonight. We'll take a break. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, we got uh, two Virgin Islands baseball legends joining us here uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll be back right after this. know words how do we accumulate words writer edna o'brien are they there in us before we know them she follows a quest many writers can understand as if these words were the generators of some kind of magic authors artists sports news and maybe even some magic every saturday on weekend edition from npr news weekend edition saturdays at 8 a.m on wtjx fm 93.1 it's a quest to save millions. Not one or two, it's millions of lives. We need a transformational tool. Now, the inside story. It didn't work, it didn't work, and it didn't work. And then after many tweaks and changes, it did. A new vaccine that could change the world. Wow, this is, this is real. The battle to beat malaria on Nova. Tune in Wednesday at 10 p.m. on WTJX TV, Channel 12. 